Next week, the parasha will have to give it live from New York for Ezra's Hashem. We'll have to find the episode location. We'll put up a screen over here. And what time is it in New York over there right now? Oh, there's plenty of Pesena, right? We could do it. That's true. Okay. Parashas Chayisora. Ve'yi Chayisora Me'o. Shono. Ve'esrim Shono. Ve'sheva Shonim. Shnei Chayisora. The Velt asks the Kasha. This is how you describe Sore Menu. This is how you describe her years, how old she was. What's the Pshat Sarashi that he brings? B'Shem Medrash and B'Reshus Rabba. That the ages are correspondent one to the other. She was just like this. She was like this. Okay. And the question that Rashi wants to then ask is say, how do you end off? You start the Pasuk V'yichayi Sorah. This is the lifetime of Sorah. You tell us how old she is in a very interesting manner. Okay, we have a reason to understand that. And then you end off Shanei Chaye Sorah. Oh, these are the years of Sorah. What does that mean? You just told us this is the lifetime of Sorah. And again, this is the lifetime of Sorah. What's Pshat? Says Rashi. A very interesting insight. Rashi says three words which I want to open up today, Be'ez HaShem, to understand something which is a very, very important idea. Rashi says, Kulon Shovin Betoiva. All of them were good. All of the years of Sore Menu were Gavaldic, were good. And that's why the Torah said it again. To tell us, they were all equal for the Toif. They were all equally good. Now, if you think about it for a moment, we're going to delve back into this in a second. But just before we go into that, just think for a moment. Did Sore have a good life? Did she have an easy life? Did she have a successful life? Let's just think for a moment. She went through years and years of a famine. She was taken by Paroi, and then again by Vimelech, two of the people that are not recommended to be taken by. She was childless most of her lifetime. She was desperate to have a child. She didn't have a child. She tragically died when she heard her son was to be used as a korban on the Mizbeach. This is Kulon Shavan Netoibah. This is called a good life. This is called happiness. What type of success? What type of what does it actually mean? Kulon Shavim Latoiva. And that's why the Torah repeated, Oh, Shnei Chaye Sara. What does this mean? So Shlomi Yosef Zevin quotes a Pasuk in Shemois Perik Lama Gimel. Which as we know, as the Gemara Brachas tells us, is the Rabbinish Shalom's response. To Moshe Rabbeinu. When Moshe Rabbeinu asked to see the Rabbeinu Shalaylam. What does that mean he wants to see the Rabbeinu Shalaylam? Moshe Rabbeinu didn't see the physicality of the Rabbeinu Shalaylam. We know there is nothing to see of the Rabbeinu Shalaylam. But Moshe Rabbeinu asked to see what the Rabbeinu Shalaylam was all about. How is he running the world? What's it all? What's going on? What is this all that we see over here? What's the pshat? And the Rabbeinu Shalaylam says, no, you can't see. You can see the back. Why? Because sometimes afterwards, when things have ended, when all the confusion has sort of gone down and the dust has settled, maybe, sometimes, we can understand what the Rabbanishim did. The boy said, this is the Koyach of Yid. This is the Koyach of Klal Yisrael. Klal Yisrael goes through so many problems, so many issues, ah, so many situations, so many challenges that Klal Yisrael are sometimes posed with. We have so many situations where we go through our lives and we don't understand what's going on. It makes no sense to us. It's partially the situation that we don't understand. It's unbelievable. 
Says the Heilige Baditschev and the Kedusha Slavi. What does this mean? Klali saw was saying this when they saw the Yam split. Oh, that Miru Bashem of a Moshe Avdoi Gavaldik, they saw the sea splitting. This is beautiful. No. Says the Baditschev, you know when they said this? When they were in the water, when they're almost up to their nose. They're about to die. They didn't know what was going on. Whatever challenge is this? We've got the Mitzvah behind us. We don't know what's going to be. We have nowhere to go. What does this mean? But by Aminu Bashem. Now we believe in Hashem. Not only when it's easy. Not only when it makes sense. Even when it's hard. Even when there are challenges in life. Even when there are hurdles to jump over. To try to cross over. Even do those challenges. That's when we believe in Hashem. That's Sore Menu. So remain with a hard life. What it is to be childless. To go through famine. To go through being captured. This is a hard life. But says Rashi, no. To Sora, she was a Basemuna. For her, she believed. Where is it coming from? It's all the Rabbi Shalom. It's Kulan Shavu Nataiva. Not only when it's good. Not only when life makes sense. When life could be hard. When life could be challenging. When things seem to make no sense and we don't know what's going on of the world that we're living in right now and the days that we're experiencing right now is definitely something, it's definitely a situation that we can say the same thing. What is going on? The corona, the elections, nobody understands. Is it this way? Is it that way? It makes no sense. But the Aminu Bashem means, as Rashi says, Kulon Shavu Natoira, it's all good because you have to know where it spouts from. Where does it come from? Noah Yid, Choshev Yid. I was in America and he lost all his parnasa. He lost his job. He didn't understand what's going on. He's a broken man. He didn't know what to do. What's going on? What's going to be? Hard to machazik such a person. And Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, he saw through it. I trust in Hashem. Whatever will happen, will happen. The corona came along. He made Baruch Hashem his parnasa back. He made his parnasa back. Everything was gavaldic. He saw. He saw. We're not always zaychet to see. But he saw. It's an incredible thing. You know, I see this myself. As you know, I'm going to be in New York next week. It's not going to be an easy week. Uh, it's not gishmag. I know. Oh, I'd love to go to New York. Come on, the restaurant. Gishmag, the food. This one, that one. It's not gishmag. Okay? It's not gishmag. It's a, I call it a week of living with the chayvah salavavas. That's, the, that, that's how you describe it. Right? You think you're going to him to get money, you end up finding somebody else. This guy that you thought was going to give you, end up it was giving you that one. You have mommish, you just push it doing your status. You're doing your status, you have no idea, we don't understand. Where is it coming from? I don't know. But our job as a yid is to believe in the Rabbi Shalom. I want to move on again. Because again, we find this interesting enough at the beginning and the end of the parasha. Turn to the end of the parasha. We've got the same thing by Avram as well. And again, Rashi told us at the beginning of the parasha, right? That she was a baskuf, baschet. How long did Avram live? A hundred and seventy-five years. So why, if we can learn Rashi at the beginning of the parasha, how do we translate that to the end of the parasha? And in what way do we say that Avram Avinu was at a hundred years old at the same as seventy years old? If we're learning the limud of Rashi in the beginning and we take it to the end. And if you go to Parshas Lech Lecha, Rashi asked the Kasha, the end of Parshas Lech Lecha, 
Rashi asked the Kasha, what is the miracle of Avram Avinu having a child? At the age of 100, he had a child. What's the graceness? Right? Many earlier generations before Avram Avinu had children at very old ages. So what's the big deal? So no, sir, Avram had a 100. Graceness, wow. Avram Avinu, he had a child at 100. People had that hundreds of years old, they had children. So what's the nace? Rashi brings it down. And Rashi says like this. We see from here, Rashi says that during Avram's time, it was unheard of to have a child past the age of 70. What does that mean? Let's take the limit of Rashi from the beginning of our parsha and apply it to the end of the parsha. It's learning by Avram Avinu. Based on this, we could say that when Avram Avinu miraculously had a child at the age of 100, to him, to a man that lived on such high levels of betochen and belief in the Rabboni Shalom, there was no difference between having it naturally at 70 or having it much, much later on in life. There's no difference. That's the comparison. To Moshe Rabbeinu, to a Yid that lives with the Rabbeinu Shalom, that lives Aminu Ba'ashem, total belief in Hashem. That's an incredible thing. We all know the Gemara Tiny Stuff Chofei. Where the Gemara tells us the story of Hanin and Ben Doisa. By mistake, put the vinegar in the candles instead of the oil. And they said, what's going to be? His daughter asked. And what did he say? Don't worry, there's a Rabbeinu Shalaylam. The same Rabbeinu Shalaylam that can light the oil, can light the vinegar. Why? Because he believed. That was Avraham Avinu. That was Sarah. This is our ancestors. This is where it all comes from. The Chazan Ish writes... In Sefer Munah an incredible thing. Rabbi Yisrael, listen to this, it's mind-boggling. Says the Chazan Ish, he makes an analysis. And he says, what is the difference between a miracle and nature? And he says like this, he says, nature is the constant will of Hashem. Miracles, he says, is the less common will of Hashem. Right? And he adds that the Hebrew word for nature is teva. Which is the same root as matbea. Matbea is a coin. Coins can be made, thousands of coins can be made exactly the same. Uniform coins. But there's nothing intrinsic in the coins that make them the same. What makes them the same is the fact that you have a constant will of the minter to stamp the next piece of metal with the very same form. That's what it all is. Miracle, teva. At the end of the day, where does it come from? It all comes from the Rabbi Shalom. And so many times in our lives we have challenges, we don't understand things, things are difficult for us. This week's parish is teaching us that whatever goes on in our lives, yes, there are going to be challenges. We all know the famous Mesela Sushan writes, Kol inyone oilom isyonyasem odom. Everything's in a sign. Everything's in a sign. If you think you get out of it, you're not going to get out of it. You're going to run here, you're going to run there, you're going to find it. Everything's in a sign. The question is how are you going to deal with it? That's how you meant to deal with it. There was a Spanish boy. His name was Pedro. He decided he's going to go from Spain. He's going to go to the Big Apple. He's going to go to New York. He's going to make up his gelt. He was a very talented person. He's going to go and show everyone all of his talents. And he's going to go. And he walks into the Big Apple. He says, how can I make money? And someone says, what do you do? And he told him. He said, you know, you need to go. You need to go to Niagara Falls. Okay. So off he travels to Niagara Falls. I've been there myself. What a beautiful sight. My Rebbe Masech HaShem. What a beautiful thing that the Rebbe created in the world. And there he is. And he does balancing acts. So he ties a string from one end to the other end. 
and he starts to take the ascent and he starts walking and as he starts walking the passing by people are like whoa this is interesting I haven't seen this one before and he starts you know very slowly and he's balancing to balance and he he makes it all the way to the end. You can imagine by then there's a small crowd going. They've called already the reporters for the news people. He makes it all the way back again. Everybody's cheering and everybody's happening. He's going, Gavaldi. He says, Rabbi, say for my next trick, I'm going to do it blindfolded. I'm going to blindfold myself. I'm going to walk over Niagara Falls. I'm like, oh, come on. Are you serious? This is going to be interesting. So you can imagine by now the cameras are rolling. It's all massive over there. Everyone's watching. And he does it. He's blindfolded. They check to make sure it's real. He's blindfolded. And he goes over. He comes back. Everybody's roaring. It's Gavaldi. He says, now I'm going to do something else. I'm going to go over with a wheelbarrow. He's got a wheelbarrow. He's almost rolling the thing over the string, walking over as if it's nothing. No problem. Can you imagine what's going on? It's unbelievable. There are thousands of people watching. He comes back again with a wheelbarrow. Moedic. He says, okay, what do I say? Who's going in the wheelbarrow now? I'm going across with someone inside. Silence. Nobody wants to get... But you've just seen him. No, 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 no. <laughs> maybe somebody else but like me come on my boy said are we different to that person are we any different to anyone standing there who says I don't want to do it yeah we believe in God of course we believe in Hashem beautiful and all of a sudden when something comes your way that doesn't make sense that's a little bit difficult a little bit of a challenge we throw in the towel where's God what happened what's, what's going on Rabbi Sai, even through the challenges, even through the times that are difficult, that are hard, we have to realize, where does it come from? Sorry, may not understood, where is it coming from? Everything's coming from the Rabbi Nishalayim, everything's Bashkach, a protest, the Rabbi runs the world. Tell your mother to Ah, the Rabbi Ramelech, ah, and the Brida, the brother of Zusha, were in Golis, as they many times used to go, they went to exile, and they were, you know, acting and disguised as total beggars. Self-imposed exile. And they spent the night in an inn. And it happened to be there was a chasna at that time. There was a wedding going on in the inn. And the two brothers were amongst the poor people. Now the minig was that all the poor people used to come to the chasna. And they used to get food. That was the way of, you know, I guess feeding the poor. That's the way the poor getting food. That's what they used to do. So, the melech and the uh, Rebzusha were sitting there at this chasana and they're sitting there like all the poor people because they're basically poor people they're the self-imposed exile and they were eating some of the food now the wedding guests at that particular time were like a really really rough group really rough group and they started making fun at all the uh, not, at all the poor people started poking fun they started kicking them started messing with them and at one point Rebzusha was sitting right in the front they grabbed him and they started beating him can you imagine the Rebbe of Meilach was watching his brother being beaten. He was jealous. He was jealous. He said, ah, Kaparos Avoinus. Chutzpah, he gets it, not me. Of course, I, I want such a thing. So as soon as they finished with the Bzusha, they threw him back onto the chair, beaten and battered. The Rebbe of Meilach went over to him and says, my brother Bzusha, maybe let's switch places. Let's switch places. I, I want to be in your place. They can take me again if they do this all over again. So they switch places, and he goes to the Rebzusha goes to sit where his brother Rebbe Melech was sitting, which was right far, far, far corner, you know, quietly to himself. And Rebbe Melech takes Rebzusha's seat, you know, waiting for them to get him and chap him so he can have some kabbalas avoiners. And he's waiting, he's waiting, and all of a sudden these drunk people start coming over to him because he's Rebzusha, right? And they're going to take him, and they're going to beat him. They're like, no, that's not fair. 
Why should this guy get it twice? Let's go for somebody else. And they go right to the far corner and they go get Rebzusha who took the place of Rebani Melech. It's unbelievable. Everything's Bashkocha Pratis. There's nothing that happens in the world that doesn't, that isn't from the Rabbi Nishlonim, that isn't orchestrated by the Rabbi Nishlonim. That's what this week's parish is teaching us. Kulan Shavon Tova means that Sorimenu understood. Yes, in life there are challenges. There are hard times. There are difficulties. But it's all the Tova. Because it's all from the Rabbi Nishlonim. It's all orchestrated from the Rabbi Nishlonim for our good, for our personal growth. Rabbi said, I want to end with one scary Chofetz Chaim. The Chofetz Chaim writes, right before Mashiach comes, the Rabbi Shalom will stretch a rope from one end of the world to another end of the world and shake it vigorously. Those that hold on, says the Chofetz Chaim, will survive. Those who let go won't. And these times are testing us on our Munen It's hard. We don't understand it. It makes no sense to us. It's challenging. But at the end of the day, if we hold on for dear life, to our Muna, to our belief in the Rabbanishlalam, to our realization who runs the world, then Be'ezah Hashem will all be saved and will all be here. Be'ezah Hashem to greet Mashiach and Heir of Yamenu. Amen. Have a wonderful day.